1: Disney Decipher, a podcast helping you save money, time, and stress as you plan your Disney vacation. On today's episode, we help you to plan your vacation by taking a look at the best times to visit Disney World in 2020. We go month by month and talk about what's going on in the world so that you can plan your vacation. Find old episodes of the podcast at DisneyDecipher.com, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, or anywhere you find podcasts. And we'd really appreciate it if you could leave us a positive review. If you're interested in supporting the podcast, you can check us out on Patreon.com slash Deciphered. And if there's anything you'd like to cover, email us Disney. Deciphered at gmail.com, tweet at us at WDW on Twitter, or connect with us on our Facebook page, Disney Deciphered. Thanks and enjoy the show. Hi, I'm Joe from As the Joe Flies. And I'm Leslie from Trips with Tykes. Welcome back to Disney Deciphered. So we want to put together a Disney Deciphered Essentials set of podcasts for people to listen to. We know that a lot of people, when you find this podcast, you binge listen to everything um, so that you can kind of get your Disney planning on as much as possible. And we love that and we really appreciate that. But we thought it'd be good to have, you know, maybe eight to ten episodes of the essentials of the things that you really need to know when you're planning your Disney vacation. And some of these will be kind of reworks of our old podcasts. Some of these will be new. um, But, you know, we really want to make sure if you're binging or if you're cramming, really, for get your Disney vacation ready, um, these are going to be the ones that you want to listen to. So we're going to start with when to go to Disney World in 2020. You know, we realize that most people decide when to go based on their holidays, but it's good to know kind of how crowded it's going to be. Before we get started, we just want to thank some of our newest patrons for the month of october for those of you who don't know if you'd like to support the podcast you can check us out on patreon.com slash disney deciphered there you'll receive bonus content uh, and you'll also get access to our special patrons only facebook page anyway special shout out and thank you to david s and ashley m thank you so much for your generous subscription and we really appreciate that and thank you so much to all of our other patrons we really couldn't be doing this without you and really appreciate your support
0: thanks everybody we really do appreciate it
1: Leslie, we've talked about this before, but let's talk about it one more time. When do you like to go to Disney World if you had complete control of your schedule?
0: I really like going in February, not around, obviously, the President's Day week, but usually maybe earlier in the month when there's sort of that dead spot between MLK and President's Day week. I like that time of year. The weather's really nice. It's never quite warm enough to swim, but it's certainly warm enough to not need like a lot of jackets and things like that. And uh, yeah, that's the sweet spot. But of course, that's when my kids are in school. (laughs) What about you?
1: Yeah, I'm the same. I really like that kind of winter time, uh, late winter time. But since you said that already, I'll talk about the time that I haven't been that I'd really like to check out. And that would be May or September. Um, You know, those are kind of right before and right after the summer break. It's still not too hot. Although, as we're recording here on Halloween today, it was 90 degrees at Disney World like yesterday. So who knows what the temperature would be like, because it is Florida. But those times generally have the lowest crowds. Um, and it's still not like super hot. And the parks are open later. My least favorite thing about going in early February or late January, which is my favorite time to go, is that the parks close at like eight or nine. and That's a real bummer. So let's get into 2020. So, what we did is we looked at various websites to kind of figure out what's going on at Disney World. And, you know, we're just going to go through quickly, season by season, what activities are happening at Disney World, what you need to know, what you might want to consider avoiding, what you might want to consider checking out, um, just to help you plan so that you have a heads up for, you know, what's going on for your dates. So, let's kick it off with January. I think this January is kind of weird because New Year's falls on a Wednesday. So for example, touring plans had things very crowded all the way through that Sunday, January 5th. And I think that's going to make sense because, you know, I know the Boston school district, they don't report back to school until the 6th. So I bet you a lot of school districts are going to drag it out this year. So what do you have for uh, January, Leslie?
0: Yeah, January is going to be kind of weird because, I mean, I think there's going to be a lot of spillover in people wanting to check out Rise of the Resistance, which opens earlier in December. And, you know, with that holiday going a little bit longer, yeah, I think January could be, early January especially, could be busier than usual. And there's also a lot of smaller openings that are going to be happening in Epcot around that same time, like new shows, new movies, um, a lot of little smaller things The space 220 restaurant is going to be opening sometime late 2019 or early 2020. I don't think we know exact dates on that yet. So, some of those things could, I guess, bring in locals and maybe people who can plan like last minute vacations if they care about all these little, little or newer things. Or maybe just the bloggers who have to report on it will be swarming the parks. But yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I think it's going to be a weird January just because you'll catch some people who don't want to go during the holidays to see Rise of the Resistance, but will come in January knowing that that's traditionally when crowds are lower.
1: Yeah. And the other thing is like that first weekend hangs over late to the fifth. Um, and so people will probably drag out vacations. Then the weekend after that is marathon weekend. I'll be there hopefully running the half marathon. If my hamstring ever fixes itself. Um, And so, a lot of people show up for that. And even though race weekends don't necessarily increase lines that much, it does increase the overall number of people in the parks because people are there to run and then they want to hang out after. Then the weekend after that is Martin Luther King Jr. weekend. So, you know, those first three weekends in January are all kind of big weekends. And then the weeks themselves are going to spill over because of that. So not until you get to that last weekend in January, and really that first weekend in February, Super Bowl weekend, you start really seeing the crowds abate. At least that's what I would predict.
0: I think that's a safe assumption. I mean, it's still not going to be like Christmas level crowds. So don't, I wouldn't freak out if you have a January vacation planned, but I'd prepare for, for more than usual Januarys.
1: And then during that aforementioned Martin Luther King Jr. weekend, the Festival of the Arts opens at Epcot. So that's from January 17th to February 24th this year. Leslie and I really both enjoy that festival. So if you're there during those times, that is right when the crowds will start abating and also, uh, you know, there'll be cool things to check out at Epcot.
0: Most definitely. Well, let's dive into February. I think that's going to be the sweet spot, as we've mentioned. Of course, uh, President's Day. Is always a bit of a crush. And I don't know about you, but like our school district now has moved to having a full week off for President's Day. I I get the sense that there are more school districts doing that, at least if you're on the West Coast. And so that's something to watch for. You know, I don't know how much it affects places within drive markets at Disney World, but I, we call it ski week out West, but <laughs> maybe yeah. Disney World week.
1: <laughs> In the Northeast, it's uh, don't get too depressed because of the weather week. Uh, we've had that for a long time. And at least everyone gets the long weekend and some people will often extend that. So, you know, that week looks pretty busy. But aside from that, in February, it should not be too bad. And then there's the Princess Marathon weekend at the end of President's Week. So, you know, that might add crowds a little bit. But really, if you avoid that week, February should be good. And you're looking at things being good until like the middle of March and then middle of March. What happens in the middle of March? Why is that like one of the worst times to ever be in Disney World?
0: Well, spring break starts for most people around then. It even starts for some, I think for some college students, like early March, it can it can start hitting. But mid, mid-March is when the critical mass starts to hit. And that continues until at least mid-April, like well into past Easter, which uh, I think is a, l- a little bit later this year. So I mean, I mean, the good news with spring break is the crowds are dispersed because it's not like everybody has the same week off, but they're just going to be kind of continuously higher for a month or longer.
1: Also, in my experience, those spring breaks are when, like, a lot of the cheer competitions are, the band competitions. So there are people who are going for spring break just for regular vacation, but then there's a lot of, like, extra kids who are going for, like, events and things like that. So it gets pretty hectic. Flower and Garden is going on during that time. This is another one of the Epcot festivals. It starts on March 4th and runs all the way through june 1st Um, but yeah generally i try to avoid that spring break week of course you know sometimes that's the only time you have to go then you got to go then from what i saw on touring plans they predict that it's going to get really bad starting right around st patrick's day so right there in the middle of march and like leslie was saying easter is kind of late this year so i think that will spread things out much more because when Easter is in the middle of March, like everyone has off, and it's really bad. So those years are really bad. But this year, Easter weekend is April 10th to the 12th. So uh, around then, things will start abating. And then you got another race weekend, Star Wars run, April 17th to 19th. And then, thankfully for me, uh, that is the week that Boston gets off. New England has this random week called Patriots Week, where it's the third week in uh, April. And so uh, if I go down during that time, it'll be uh, much more relaxed. So moving on from April, uh, we get into May and which, like I said, is one of the months where I'd really want to visit because touring plans, I was checking it out and they like are predicting twos and threes in terms of crowd levels for all of May. What did you see when you were uh, looking around in May?
0: Yeah, May looks good to me as well this year. I mean, I think there's maybe a little bit of a question mark about when Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway is going to open. I think that'll probably be earlier than that disney said spring of 2020 but of course uh they said summer of 2019 so we don't know but yeah that could that could affect some crowds i could say sometime in the spring but may otherwise looks good like i don't think there's going to be like star wars level or even toy story level uh crowd rushes for just one new single attraction
1: yeah and then the other interesting thing that i noticed was it doesn't seem like memorial day is as crowded Actually, both Memorial Day and Labor Day, they just don't seem as crowded as like those other holidays, like your Columbus days or your Veterans Days uh, in the middle of the school year. Because I think it's like so close to the beginning or end of the school year that people kind of wait until like just when the school year ends. So at the end of May, that's when kids start getting out and summer starts. But as it has been for the last few years, I don't think summer crowds are going to be as bad as, say... Christmas. Well, definitely not Christmas, but not even as bad as maybe even January because I think people have really gotten the memo that it is super hot in Florida during the summer and people have been trying to take their vacations to Disney World less in the summer. I was looking at predicted crowd levels for the whole summer and none of them look too terrible with the obvious exception of July 4th.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. People have definitely gotten the memo. I've gotten the memo <laughs> since we went at Toy Story Land at the end of June back in 2018. I'm like, never again. It's too hot. But I mean, yeah, if you're comfortable, if you can handle it, and if you're going to spend a lot of time at like the water parks, that that can be a potentially a sweet spot. And you start early, take that midday break, you can you can survive it. But but yeah, it doesn't doesn't look too bad. I mean, like, like you said, July 4th is the time where that's the exception, but um later in July, and then all the way, really, really most of late June is is fine. And it's not quite as hot. I'd, I'd avoid August. Like August is like the worst, the worst, even though some of the Halloween stuff now starts then. Just not worth it, to m- in my opinion.
1: Yeah, Halloween starts like August 1st these days, or something crazy like that. Yeah, even for July 4th, if you're not trying to go to like the fireworks or camping out for a spot on either July 3rd or July 4th, the crowds are probably manageable as well. But yeah, for the whole summer, you're not going to deal with crowds as badly. Of course, you probably won't spend as much time in the parks or you'll take it slower in the parks just because the heat and the humidity is really going to uh, do a number on you. And, you know, it's always a bummer when your dole melts before you even get to sit down. So
0: especially if you're a blogger and you're trying to take a photo of it first. I mean, like, forget that.
1: <laughs> I can't. Leslie, why can't you just enjoy the parks? You're just always, you're just always focusing on your your Instagram photos. I mean, come oh, on. Oh yeah,
0: you know me. I mean, somebody's got to get photos for our website, Joe. Come on.
1: That's true. That's true. Okay, I take it back. Um, so the end of August, uh, when most schools are back, is always like a super slow time. And like I said, Labor Day weekend is not that bad. And then once Labor Day is over, you know that whole September, like this September, was amazing after Star Wars Galaxy's Edge opened, there was like nobody there in the parks for like all of September. And like we've said in previous episodes, it didn't pick back up until like October. So, you know, if you can take your kids out of school or if you don't have kids uh, in September, you know, to me, that's a great time to go. It's like slightly cooler, although it's still probably gonna be pretty hot. You can go to the Halloween party and there's gonna be a lot less crowds.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. It is still quite hot for for me. Water parks are still open. So (laughs) schedule that in.
1: I don't understand. Didn't you grow up in Alabama? Yeah,
0: And I moved to California. <laughs> and I moved to Northern California where it's like foggy and cold.
1: <laughs> I see. I see. So your body is no longer acclimated to the heat and the humidity. No, um, no, totally. So it is, yeah, it is hot, but Again, you're going to deal with less crowds. It's it's funny, kind of when you are thinking about your Disney World vacation. It's always pros and cons. You're always it's always a balancing act between crowds and heat and all of that. So you know you just kind of have to factor that all in. And like we said, you probably already have your dates planned. Just a matter of how you mentally prepare or and actually physically prepare for um, what you're doing. All right. So getting into October, that's when it starts getting crowded again. You know, you move into Columbus Day. uh, You have Halloween. Are there any openings that we've missed um, before October? besides like the small ones?
0: Oh, ride wise. We, we did skip over Ratatouille and the Remy's adventure. That's going to be opening at Epcot. We think summer of 2020, but Disney has not been more specific than that. That's something to watch for in the coming months because Disney will, will settle in on a date and that will then affect people who are able to plan like vacations more like three, four months out.
1: Yeah. And these rides are not going to be things that are going to be like huge traffic drivers, but When you find out when it's going to open, if it's going to open within a week of when you're planning to go, you can kind of at least consider moving your plans around that. And I rode that ride in Disneyland Paris and I really enjoyed it. My daughter hated it, but I enjoyed it. So, uh, you know, I think it'll be a big hit for people who are out there. I still, they're like cramming so much into the French pavilion. I'm just uh, kind of amazed at what they're going to be trying to do. I don't know if you realize this, but you know how they're doing that Beauty and the Beast sing-along? They're actually doing it in the same theater as Impressions de France, so they're just going to alternate or something, which is kind of weird.
0: I mean, I guess it's a sweet spot location-wise because you really can just pop in from the Skyliner now. I think that's going to be like a hub of of people um, coming in through that International Gateway entrance.
1: Great point. All right, so then after Halloween... Yeah, you're moving into November. November again is a pretty relaxed time to go. November through early December, you know, that's kind of when people are in the doldrums of school, but they don't really take their kids out too much. Um, Veterans Day is on a Wednesday this year, so I don't think a lot of you know, I don't think all schools already take it off. And I think with it being on a Wednesday, people aren't gonna like take a long weekend to go to Disney World or anything like that. And then we get into December and the holiday times. And as always, by mid-December, that's when the crowds pick up. That's when people start going down. And it gets progressively more and more crazy until New Year's.
0: God bless you if you go during those dates. <laughs> yes. But it is beautiful. I mean, it's beautiful. Like there's there's certainly a draw. Like you're you're not going to be squeezing squeezing in a lot of rides, but you will be squeezing in a lot of magic. I think.
1: Yeah. Well, you can still go in November and have the Christmas decorations up. I, I think I saw that they were getting put up today, but maybe that was a joke. I'm I'm not sure. It is it is only Halloween after all.
0: <laughs> Basically, as soon as that last person's out of the park tonight, like they're ripping stuff down. <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah, you go in tomorrow and then there'll be Christmas trees up. Absolutely. Uh, maybe it was on Disney Cruise Line or something where the trees are going up. So that covers 2020 and all the, you know, major things that are happening. Some final tips is, you know, like I was kind of implying, I don't think you don't really need to plan around ride openings. There's no like Star Wars Galaxy's Edge level rides that are opening, but it's good to know. Um, and or maybe I should rephrase, don't plan around ride openings unless you want to. And the big question is, and I'm curious your thoughts about this, Leslie, should you wait for 2021 to go to Disney World? Because Disney World really is in a state of flux right now. Um, Like we've discussed, Epcot is just a hot mess um, and everything is going to be under construction because they're getting ready for 2021, which is going to be the 50 year anniversary. So what do you think if you're not going every year, do you think 2020 is the year to go or would you encourage people to wait till 2021 or what should they be thinking about?
0: Yeah, that's a good question, because it's something I'm actually contemplating myself. I mean, I wouldn't say necessarily wait till 2021. Um, but for people, I mean, if it's a once in a lifetime vacation, wait. but. If you go every couple of years, I wouldn't say that you have to wait for the 50th. I mean, there's enough new things coming. I might wait until both Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway and the Ratatouille ride are open because those two are like two small enough openings, but like I'd want to do both. So maybe that council's in favor of like, say, a September trip because both of those attractions should almost certainly be open by that point. But yeah, I don't think you you do have to wait. I mean, there's always construction at Disney World. You know, it's just a fact. Of of life and it's it's really hard to micromanage these vacations. Like I'm much more in the camp of like figure out when it works in your life and your your schedule and your kids. If you have kids, they only get older, and scheduling school around school vacations is even harder. So by all means, go. What say you, Joe?
1: Yeah, I'd agree with that. I think it's cool that Disney World is 50 years old, and I'm sure there will be some pretty cool decorations. But what are these celebrations about? Usually, it's about like merchandise. And is about like some extra decorations. Um, so you know, I'm not personally, even though I'm a huge Disney fan, like I'm not a big, we're just not big about birthdays in my family. And if I'm not big about birthdays for humans, uh, I'm going to be even less big about birthdays for theme parks. So even if I was going every couple of years, I'd probably go in 2020 and then 2022. I think there are going to just be more crowds in 2021 because there are people who care about birthdays, which is awesome. Um, and then they're going to go check it out then, but. I think I'd be happy. I mean, let's be honest. I probably will go in 2021, but not because like I'm dying to see the 50 year anniversary thing. And I think in 2022, they are going to want to have things clean and nice and working really well in 2021. And that will spill over to the first half of 2022. Like they're probably not going to start any huge construction again um, until after that. Of course, Tron's not going to be done by 2021, but you know what I mean? Any construction that they finished in 2021, they're not going to start new ones. So I think you can go either way. If you're more worried about crowds, I think 2020 is probably a better bet. And like you said, Leslie, we really can't plan our trips around all these things. You know, it's just go when you can go and seize the moment.
0: Yeah, that's right, and we and we did learn from 2019 just how much dates do slip for Disney. I mean, things that oh, Star Wars opened earlier than we thought, Mickey Minis didn't open and it was supposed to. So, you know, I, I just kind of can't wait for Disney promises because they aren't able to necessarily adhere to them either.
1: All right, so that covers our brief overview of the 2020 calendar. If you have any events that we missed, you know, please let us know. If you're planning to go in 2020, please email us DisneyDeciphered at gmail.com and let us know why and uh, what you're excited about seeing any of the new things that you're excited about checking out. Let's uh, end with the Disney do or don't. So Leslie, what do you got for us?
0: So we already mentioned that we didn't, don't think people should plan around ride openings, but I do think that they should plan what parks they are going to around those ride openings. I mean, that's when you kind of are looking at the crowd calendars on a park by park basis in more detail. So if you do find yourself at Disney, around the time of one of these ride openings, you want to really check, uh, what day is going to be best for you to go to that park where the opening is happening and, you know, make sure you're booking those fast passes in advance because the crowds are going to be much more unpredictable, especially with all the construction still in the way, kind of, uh, controlling crowd flow where people can go. So, so yeah, definitely that's, that's like where you want to get in the weeds, um, and do the kind of stuff that Joe and I like to do micromanaging fast passes and whatnot.
1: Great tip. All right. So thanks so much for listening. Hopefully, this has helped you as you are planning your future vacations. If there are any things that you think we should be covering in Disney Deciphered Essentials, please let us know. Again, disneydeciphered at or you can tweet at us at WDWDeciphered on Twitter or connect with us on our Facebook page, Disney Deciphered. Final episodes of the podcast on Apple Podcasts or anywhere you find podcasts. And we really appreciate it if you leave us a review. And thanks to all of you who have left reviews. Other than that, thanks so much. And Leslie, I will see you in 2020.
0: Thanks, Joe.